At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome, everybody, to the SI Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks for joining me. Should tell you right off the bat, had some issues this week. Give you, I'm going to give you the full lowdown because I tease this week's podcast, which I never do. I never tease the podcast because I'm always nervous about guest bailing or technical difficulties. And uh, this is one of those weeks where it all happened. So I had said last week uh, during the interview podcast with the cast of Good Morning Football, which I hope you checked out. If you did not, you can get that in the archives. Make sure you check it out. Uh Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, Kay Adams, Nate Burleson. Good morning, football. Fun interview. That was last week. And I said that this week's show would have Dale Hansen, the sportscaster from Dallas who goes viral every few months, and Seth Rollins, WWE superstar. So uh, I goofed up a little bit on the booking of Dale Hansen. He's actually going to be on next week. So that's still going to happen, which is good. So then we were going to do the podcast this week and just have Seth Rollins on. SummerSlam is on Sunday, WWE Network. Figured that would work out well. Interviewed him on Monday. He said some great stuff about The Rock and Brock Lesnar. And I'm telling you the truth here. I didn't screw up, but there was a computer malfunction, uh, technical difficulties type of thing. And the audio is just not good quality to post as a podcast. So if you do want to find out what Seth Rollins said, because I did interview him for a good 20 minutes, go to SI.com. And search my name, search Seth Rollins, Google Seth Rollins, SI.com, Google Seth Rollins, Jimmy Trainer. I transcribed the interview. It's all there. You can read everything he said if you're a WWE fan. We just couldn't post the audio because it was no good. And uh, I'm bummed about it because it was a very good interview. Rollins was good. But technical difficulties strike again. So we do have a very good interview this week, though. We have... Andrew Marshan of the New York Post sports media reporter. He broke a story Thursday about ESPN and Chris Berman talking about Berman having a bigger role this year after retiring uh, for the football season. And we get into a discussion on Berman coming back to ESPN and what that's all about. We talk about Keith Olbermann doing the play-by-play of the Yankees-Mets game on Monday night on ESPN and the reaction to that. 
We talk about ESPN's lineup changes. Bob Lee is taking six months off from ESPN. We got into that a little bit. And if you stay to the end, for the New York people out there listening, we get into a little Mike Francesa uh, conversation about his upcoming app. So if you're not a Francesa fan, though, give it a listen. Like I said, Berman, Keith Olbermann, ESPN lineup changes, Bob Lee. We all cover all that with New York Post sports media reporter Andrew Marchand. And uh, we'll go right now to that interview on the SI Media Podcast. All right, joining me now, New York Post media writer, sports media writer, I should say, regular on the SI Media Podcast, Andrew Marshan. Andrew, how are you? I'm well, thanks, Jimmy. So we're speaking to you freshly off your breaking news story on Thursday, where you reported that ESPN and Chris Berman are in talks to expand Berman's role for the upcoming NFL season. There's a lot here. You have the Berman angle you have the angle of why ESPN is doing this. Um, rough year last year for Countdown. So uh, l- let's start here. What do you expect to happen? Let's say he and ESPN come to an agreement. What, what do you think his role will be for ESPN? Yeah, if they come to an agreement, I think he'll probably do about five or six Sundays where he's doing highlights on Sunday night at the least. Um, and then maybe a couple of features and maybe some interviews with people. You know, he has a lot of relationships and that he's more of a presence on ESPN. They promote it big time when he's going to be on. And, you know, they try to get that ratings boost that he might be able uh, to give them with football fans. And what about what for Sunday Countdown? That I think he'll just contribute. I don't think he's taking his job back. Um, at least not right now. Is it out of the question if they are again, you know, way down in the ratings uh, after this year? If he wanted to come back next year, I mean, I'm not going to say that's going to happen. I don't think that's even in what's been discussed. But they're down 12 percent from last year when was it was Berman's final year to this year. Now you can't just say it's because of Sam Ponder replacing Berman. You can't just make that jump, but that was one of the big differences of the show from year to year. And so, you know, when that's the case um, and Berman was a stalwart and probably is the most um, important on-air personality in ESPN in its history, uh, I think you'd have to say a year from now, if you're down 12% and you say, well, we need to um, redo NFL countdown to make it more viable uh, then, uh, yes, Berman would be 65 or nearing 65 at that point. Uh, but I don't think you could totally rule it out in terms of a bigger role, especially if you want to do it. There's a lot more to get in, into here with Berman. I'm just I'm going to go on an aside real quick. Well, the first aside is Berman was on the SI Media podcast about a month ago. So if you're listening to this, um, check out his interview in the archives. He, he he never wanted to really say he was retired. He was done. He hemmed and hawed when I'd ask if he'd come back. And, you know, if you listen to it, Andrew's breaking news today should not be that shocking. Um, But on an aside, you know, it's interesting. Uh, You talk about the ratings being down and you can't just solely pin it on, you know, Sam Ponder replaces Chris Berman. But I do think it's a sports television is a funny thing. You have you had all these years of Berman and Chris Jack uh, and Tom Jackson on Sunday mornings, Chris Berman, Tom Jackson, Sunday mornings, ESPN, it was always there. Jackson left two years ago, Berman left last year, now you have this whole new cast. And while, you know, I I, I think people in power at these networks think like it's old, it's stale, it needs to be replaced, maybe they look at social media a little bit. 
And I think if you had to, you know, if you gave the ESPN brain trust some truth serum today, they'd say they still wish they had Chris Berman and Tom Jackson hosting that show. Do you agree? Well, you look at Fox and what they've done, they don't really make changes. They've added people, they've added Strahan over the years. Right. But it's been Terry Bradshaw, Jimmy Johnson, and Howie Long forever. Right. Uh, and their ratings were very good, I believe, last year. And so um, that's one formula to look at. I do think people overreact to social media and kind of the, the media um, elite like you. Um, huh. you, know, I know you like Berman, but you're one of part of the media elite, I would say. Oh, really? Um, the, uh, <laughs> the influencer. It's good to um, know. It, it, no, I don't know if you are. I mean, you're, you're kind of uh, on the contrary. There's other people, perhaps. But the uh, bottom line is that I, I do think those people might have good points of view. And, and, and for me, I've always thought Berman was best doing that pregame show and, and doing highlights, the NFL highlights. Right. I mean, he's... I don't not I'm not a fan on his baseball coverage um, at all. His play by play or the home run derby stuff, but um, but but his best thing and is and the most the thing he's most associated with is football. Yeah. Uh, and so I do think yes, there is a familiarity. And, and if I look at my Twitter and the reaction, and I would say it's about sixty five thirty five positive to negative in terms right. of people wanting Chris to return. Um, the biggest thing or one of the biggest things is that i grew up with chris and tom right you know doing the highlights and i think for a lot of people it's nostalgia um and i think um there's something to that um where there's an appeal to just kind of go back to your childhood and get away from 24 7 where you get highlights on my phone and be able to watch just uh him saying Whoop, and all that other right. stuff I, I i think the nostalgia fact is very underrated i know for myself, that's a big, big part of it. You know, I always, you know, on social media, if you give Chris Berman a compliment, you sort of people come after you. And I don't know. To me, it's like he's one of the first broadcasters I remember. He was there as a kid. Primetime is the greatest thing ever. And, um, you know, sports supposed to be light and fun and entertaining. I, I think there's a lot of people. I could be wrong on this, but you mentioned it. I think there are a lot of people, a lot of the Berman haters, I think, come from the baseball and the home run derby, which I don't know me personally, if you watch the home run derby, you're a dope. It's not a real event, but that's besides the <laughs> point. Um, you know, this he's there's no one better doing NFL highlights. I mean, I, I don't see how that. I, I would agree, but yeah. here's the thing, and it was the repetitiveness. Right now, this is about 13, 14 years ago. This is before I went to ESPN when I was last the post, maybe 15 years ago. I used to do a thing called Five Questions, and I said to Chris you know, we know he could go all the way. Like, you know, it's time for some new material. And I, and I think I was right, personally. For someone who had watched every prime time for, like, a Gehrig-like streak for years and years, that kind of got like, yeah, he's been saying the same thing over and over and over again. Now, now, you ask me about that, if you were to say, like, what I want to hear. Now, now it's more appealing to me because I haven't heard it for a year or two. Right, right. And... <laughs> You know, and it's sort of playing the now. It's sort of playing the hits, and I can see the appeal of maybe you know hearing him do highlights um, because they are different now. Again, it's just that if if you lived with Berman for your whole life, and I loved them as a kid, but right. then I kind of grew out of it as I got older. Right, makes sense. Now, is this you? You in your in your article on ThursdayNewYorkPost dot com? You could catch it. Um, you mentioned John Skipper, who's no longer at ESPN. Is does this move happen if John Skipper is still at ESPN, or is this just because of the regime change? 
Yeah, regime change. Uh, basically, Skipper is the one who pushed Berman out. And Berman, Berman is approaching 65. And from what I understand, I don't think he necessarily um, wanted to go right. um, in terms of when he did and how he did. But, you know, Skipper had been in that job um, for a few, you know, good amount of time at that point. So he had um, he established himself where he could make a move like that. And, you know, Berman... To his credit, really, I thought he handled it well, especially, I don't know this for a fact, but if he was disappointed, which I think he was, right. but I, I thought he handled it well. He didn't make a stink, um, you know, at least publicly. And so, um, and, you know, I, I, let's not cry a river for Chris Berman. I mean, he's a multi-millionaire, over, you, know, you know, many times over, and had a, a glorious career as a house, you know, in Hawaii, one in Connecticut. Of course, he, you know, afterward, he, he suffered an unthinkable tragedy with the death of his wife in right. a car accident. But in terms of when that happened, um, you know, I don't think I can feel that bad for, for Berman. However, Skipper pushed him out. He reacted to social media um, and they put in Sam Ponder. And, and she's I, from what I watched last year and I was covering the Yankees um, last year for ESPN. So I wasn't watching as intently as I watched this year. But I would say that she 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 needs to get better. I, she was okay, not great in that role, in right, my opinion, right. um, in terms of what I saw. Yeah, and it's, I, I don't love the, the the whole cast. I think it's hard to pin it all on one person. I mean, they brought in Rex last year, and I knew that would be a bust, and I was right about that. And then, you know, the cookie-cutter generic players that everyone has, and there's just nothing special about that show. I think the show You love Francesca. I was right about that. Oh, I, I listen, it, when, I you're, when you're right, you gotta, you gotta go hard with it, because when you're wrong, <laughs> it's, you know... It's a big problem. Right. I uh, said Rex wouldn't be good. Yeah. Okay. Every, the media fawning over Rex, and, you know, that was one of the biggest debacles of all time. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Of all time? No, 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 no. The media, no, no. The, the New York media, especially, when Rex was the coach, acting oh, like I a see. buffoon 24 7, and the New York media ate it up and thought he was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and then they turned no, it I thought it was great. You're, yeah. to, you're totally wrong about that. Okay. You could not be more right. wrong. He right. didn't win, so then it became right. a bad thing. Right, and then he, he went, went into TV, yeah. and everyone said, he oh, he's going to the AFC t- Championship game. He went to the AFC Championship game the first year, and I think. Yeah, because the Colts well the decided year. not to play Peyton Manning in the second half of a game. That's why he went to an AFC Championship game. But the point is not about Rex as the coach. Matter. The point is yeah. the point is because Rex was a buffoon as a coach, when ESPN hired him, everyone thought Rex was going to be great and Rex was a bust. Because yeah, that act sure of being a buffoon and a bully, that act of being a buffoon and a bully only works if you're winning. Yes, exactly. That's the point. Yeah, right. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, Thank and, you. and Rex, yeah, he hasn't been he's not, he hasn't been insightful. Last year they kind of put him in a bad spot because he started on Monday night, so right. he just started it was just a difficult to do that Monday night game when you didn't have any experience right. and it didn't work out well. I agree. Um, all right, let's let's switch gears here because you're giving me some crap, and you know usually I'm on here ranting and raving about Alex Rodriguez, but I noticed you had multiple tweets Monday night when the Mets played the Yankees. Uh, the game was only shown on ESPN. It was a makeup from a rainout, so there's no local coverage in New York. No yes in New York. No S and Y in New York. ESPN only, and they had Keith Olbermann doing the play-by-play of the game. Now. I was in Atlantic City checking out this sports gambling that is legal now because, you know, maybe I'll start to do this. And um, the game was on, and I watched the game, but the game had no sound. So I could not hear Olbermann. And I do have a point to make about it with no sound, but I want to go to you first. Mm-hmm. What were your issues with Olbermann? Because you did not seem like you enjoyed the telecast. 
No, hey, look, Keith Oberman's one of the more talented broadcasters of the last you know, 25 years at sports and news. But he is not a play-by-player. Um, he doesn't have the reps, so he's awkward doing play-by-play. And then, and this is the thing with Oberman, and there are sometimes this is very entertaining, and I think it's great, but when you watch Oberman's uh, Oberman broadcast, it's about Oberman. It can't not uh, be. That's how come when I make that argument about A-Rod, people get on me? Because you're not as articulate as I am. Oh, okay. Um, Just making sure. the main reason. Right. But, so, so, and I also think it's a little bit different. I, I don't know if A-Rod, A-Rod is always about A-Rod, but I don't know about when I watch the broadcast, right. it's always about well, A-Rod. Well, I mean, he, he's just talking about other people. No, the broadcast is about A-Rod. They show him before the game where he does a little on-field no, no, play. They make the broadcast, they are, yeah, right, fine, yes. Right. ESPN has made that baseball broadcast all about A-Rod, right. and it's too much. Well, I agree, but it's not A-Rod doing that. I mean, he's right. not telling them, I don't believe that you guys have to make it all about me. <laughs> they, he's that type of figure, and they do. <laughs> all right, you are 100%. Correct. And actually, I, I'm in 100% agreement with you on this because here's what I wanted to say about this. So I'm in Atlantic City. The game's on no sound, like I said. And I'm trying to watch the Yankees and the Mets. And they cut to the booth to show Olbermann and whoever, was, Tim Kirchin and the player who, the former player who was doing the game with him. Eduardo Perez. Right. About 3,464 times. The problem <laughs> here, okay. You can have your problems with Oberman. You can have your problems with A-Rod. The ESPN, that telecast, is co- is a complete debacle if you just want to watch the game. They do not let you watch the game. I don't understand the insistence on the booth, ev- showing the booth every five seconds. Okay. Now, with that booth, I could see it. I will say I've talked to producers from other networks about the A-Rod factor, and they they have pointed out you want to show a rod on screen. Why? Because it's just the it's just his presence. That's no one cares. No presence. one cares. No one I cares. I agree with you. And the ratings seem to bear that out. Even though now they'll say, "Well, they're closer to even as last year," but whatever, they're not better. Right. And so, um, but the bottom line is that 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 is a theory. I agree with you. I mean, and show, like here's the thing: Keith Oberman doing a play by play of a game is fine. And maybe this is going to sound New York centric, just not the Mets and Yankees, where it's your highest rated game, right? You know, regular season, weekday game, you know, nearly two years. That to me is where you just you want to put your A team. Like I, I think it would have been, I don't know if they could do this, and probably contractually they couldn't. But you know, move that Sunday night team if that's your A team, regardless of what you think of them. ESPN has them graded as their number one team. Right. Put them on that Monday night game if you can. You know, special. You know, because it got rained out. Well, they had a game the night before, though. That's the thing they were doing the game the night before. I guess the Cubs and the uh, the Cubs with the walk off grand slam. They could have gone from back games. Baseball broadcaster or writers never done that before. I I agree with you there. I do have to. I do though. I do have to knock you though a little bit here. I thought I had more respect for you and thought you were smarter than falling for the. ESPN PR release of most watched weeknight game since last year or whatever it was for that Monday Mets Yankee game. Yeah, you know why? Because the game wasn't on yes or and why? Hey, of course, I get yeah. it. I didn't watch. I didn't no one in New York would have watched the ESPN telecast if it was on locally. Yeah, of course, but right, yeah, right. that's why they got that rating. Right. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's but if you're going to if you're going to have exclusive windows if you, Other times, oh, yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, I guess they're not that many. I don't know. They they do have a number of exclusives that they can put during the the weekdays. I don't know the exact number, but 
perhaps you're the small sample size, as they like to say in the in the at the ball yards. So maybe you're right, but yeah. I don't know. If, <laughs> if it's sometimes you know what you let the numbers just uh, you let them stand. If you don't you, always have to be. Uh, you know, pain in the behind like you, Jimmy. If you're going to come on the SI Media podcast and spew out numbers, you got to have the context. And the context is the game was only seen on ESPN. All right. Uh, yeah, but it was yeah. the highest rated they've right. had on the weekdays. Right. So it didn't matter. The, the, the point being is, though, even though Oberman, to me, and my Twitter would agree that it wasn't that popular, his broadcast style of the game, people didn't turn it off. At right. Least, at least that's not in huge droves. I'm looking. I want to hear him do a game. I have not heard him do play-by-play for a game yet. I'm curious to to see what uh, if he's as bad as Twitter makes him out to be because nothing ever is. So we'll see. Uh, I don't want to do all ESPN, but we're headed there. I just want to ask you. This news came out during the week. I think it was on Wednesday about Bob Lee's taking six months off from ESPN. It seemed I you know when I saw the news, I said okay, this makes sense, and then. Twitter being Twitter, what it is, you know, then it started to get like, you know, it was like kind of like a mystery, but I don't really think it's a mystery. I think the guy probably does need to just take six months off and recharge his batteries. I think it's probably something everyone should do, but I don't know if you know anything there or have any insight on Bob Lee taking six months off. What do you got? Yeah, I spoke to four people who should know um, and, you know, a couple who really, really should know. And they all said it's just simply he wants to recharge his batteries. I mean, if you look at it, he's 63 years old. He was an original ESPNer, right. and you know, at 63, you could start thinking about retiring, but you may not want to retire. So, you know, you get a chance here to take six months off. See, you know, I think he has a home down in Florida. Go down to Florida and you know, spend the winter down there, and say, you know, do I like this? You know, maybe I just want to spend time with my family, and that's how I want to, you know, live. You know, hopefully, the next 20, 25, 30 years of my life, um, and the. You know, so, but now he can kind of dip his toe in that water. Um, so is there anything untoward, you know, or, or, or sad involved in it? As far as I know, no. Um, and I, the people I've spoken to, I'm not saying they would definitely tell me if they're trying right. to keep a top secret. Right. But I do think that, uh, I just think it's, it is what, it, what, what they say it is. All right. Well, that's good to hear because we don't want anything bad there with Bob Lee. He's a ESPN legend, and like I said, I saw it, and I figured, okay, this, this makes sense. You know, six months, charge, recharge the battery, six to three, get out of get out of the Northeast for the winter. I so. tried to do that, you know, Jimmy. I told someone <laughs> I tried to do that when I covered the Yankees for that. I was going to take um, <laughs> April through October, I had October off, and then come back from October to, to April. Didn't work out, huh? Didn't work out. The ESPN shaking up their lineup. They canceled Sports Nation. They're moving high noon from noon to four. It's always amusing when a show has the time slot in the title, and then it's not at that time slot. Uh, what's the big takeaway here from any, all of this? Is there anything? Um, uh, the rebirth of Sports Center. I mean, we talked yeah. about Berman, and you know, you mentioned Skipper, but um, I'm not sure if we mentioned Orby Williamson, longtime executive at ESPN. He has. You know, regained and reemerged um, with a lot of power over many of the studio shows, including Sports Center. And so, you know, this is a, a you know, Sports Center is going to be back in that noon hour on the big channel. Um, and so, you know, Sports Center gets a boost in theory. And high noon goes from an hour to a half hour, um, which I think an hour you're asking a lot for two people to talk back and forth for an hour, no matter whom they are. And so, uh, uh, I mean, as, as far as I can tell, high news numbers have been pretty good. You know, not not terrible, I, I should say. You know, I mean, 
like uh, good enough to grow on, right. um, as far as I can tell. Um, you know, you'll see during football season, you know, ratings usually probably will go up overall for ESPN. Um, so uh, that will be a test for all their shows. A couple other things. Keith Hernandez here in New York on SNY seems to be in a little bit of trouble today because he was very, very in favor of the Marlins plunking uh, the Braves Acuna. And uh, I'm just wondering. I love how you do that, like Francesca. You love Francesca. Like, you have no names. I just like it. I, what are you talking guy. about? I didn't say some guy. I said Acuna. Who plunked, who plunked him? Oh, uh, what's his name? The pitcher. Yeah, I don't know. The pitcher. I don't remember. Go ahead. Um, I don't want to say the name. I'd rather not say the names and say them wrong. That's sort of my thing. All right, fine. Do you think um, the story's going to get national traction here? Do you think he's going to have any legs? I mean, he's getting killed today, Keith Hernandez. Um, Think there's any fallout from this, or just it goes away when the next thing happens? Yeah, it goes away. Yeah. I mean, he didn't say anything that terrible. Right. I, well, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, do you really need to be pro, you know, hitting someone with a baseball 90 miles an hour? It's a little... Well, Keith is doing a, you know, this is baseball. You know, you hit a few home runs and we hit you, and that's how it works. Keith, it's here's the thing. It. I feel like Keith is starting to crawl into that Bill Walton territory where you become more of a, a character and a joke, more than, you know, like the hardcore analysis, and I wonder if that would fly with SNY. It's a good question. I mean, yeah, he does the cat thing and kind of like crazy key. Reading the uh, reading the uh, media guides. Yeah, that's kind of funny though. Yeah, yeah, but I again, think that's good. I mean, right. doing a local broadcast. The fact that they do that is um, ballsy. Yeah, um, my opinion. I mean, they're doing a local broadcast and they're basically saying the what's going on in the field is a joke, <laughs> and we're going to read the media guide. Right. I mean, I, that's tremendous to me, and it's funny to listen to. Uh, so. Uh, I think that's pretty good, but uh, he's a zany guy. I mean, I think that's his appeal. I mean, he, he's not going to be much more prepared than Hernandez in that booth. And and uh, Keith, he got the national stage last year. I think he could do it. You know, he's the kind of guy that he's going to have to build around. Like you know, that could have worked with Fox. Um, it's a shame for him. It didn't. I know he's disappointed. Uh, but it, bottom line is, uh, you kind of have to build around a Keith Hernandez just because of his personality. He's not. He's not a complimentary guy. He's a. He's a builder around a guy like right. that because of his personality. So, um, yeah, outlandish, but uh, it will pass. Makes sense. Um, all right. Before we wrap, we got to end with Francesca, as we always do. Before, well, actually, before we get to Francesca, let's stick with FIN for a second. What what is the Craig Carton trial? Are you going to be covering that? What's going on with that? Is that soon? Yeah, I think it is. I'm not sure exactly. I don't. I will not. As far as I know, I will not be. I mean, the post will cover it, but I, that will not be. be they'll probably put like a, a. They'll do a. Uh, what do you call it? Crime person on court it. Court reporter. Yeah, court. Yeah. A what person? Crime. Crime reporter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah court reporter. Yeah. Someone who you know knows it. Yeah, that's just it's a, it's a court case. It's not right. really a media story. Um, so I mean, it's a media story in a sense, but it's a court case. So um, yeah, that's coming up. And I mean, obviously for Craig Carton's life, it's a humongous. You know, can't be any bigger. Um, and then when you talk about what we're talking about on this podcast, his career. Um, you know, if he can, you know, get acquitted, or if he can reach a plea or he can avoid jail time. I don't know if that's possible, but if he could, can he get his career back? Um, I would say he can, personally. If, if he doesn't get convicted. Now, if he gets convicted and he goes to jail for you know some time, 
then I think it's a little bit of a different ballgame. If he doesn't uh, but, get convicted and doesn't go to jail, do you think he could get his career back at FAN? No, I think that ship is sailed. Yeah, yeah. I. You never know. I mean, you never know. But you know, Boomer Geo. I think Geo is pretty good, and the ratings were pretty good last uh, book, and now they're coming to the fall football season. Um, so, you know, the shows move on. I think, but I do think he has. Look, Craig Carton. I don't know him. I've never spoken to him. I don't think. Um, and because we just our our roads didn't. You know, they kind of missed each other in terms of when I was covering media. Right. Um, but, but the, uh, but if you, even if you don't like him, he knows how to run a radio show. He knows how to do a show. He's a talented radio person, or if you're doing a podcast or some sort of video, he knows how to entertain and to move a show along. And that's the skill that's underrated that I don't know if is totally appreciated by, you know, listeners always. Right. It's not as easy as it looks. And so, uh, so I do think he would have a chance, but again, it depends if there's a conviction or not. Okay. And then let's go to the, I, you were on a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. There's nothing really more important in New York sports right now than Mike Francesa's app. It's going to have things that no other app has had. It will be something that everyone in New York will be ordering up because the content is supposed to be something we've never seen before. What is the update on the app? You are you love, like like so? Do you like him or not? That's the question. I listen. I listened to the guy for twenty something years. I mean, it, it, of course, I like the guy. But when you when you when you say that you're returning to radio because of an app, uh, how can you not laugh? But now he said. Now he said though he did a Twitter Q and A where he said that once the app gets going, he's going he's going to leave radio and just do the app. Oh really? For but well, couldn't uh, he just have skipped the middleman? Uh, the middleman's the middleman's not going to pay him a million. Well, the middleman's not going to pay him a million and a half dollars a year. Ah, so you're saying it might not be the app? Well, here's my thing: is this? Here's my question. In all seriousness, do we know the price yeah. of the app? I do not know the price. I think he's announcing everything next week. I don't know. It, yeah, it, yeah. I think he's going to have different probably people on the on the app doing different podcasts and that type of thing. Um, which has never been done before. Nobody's ever thought of this before. Um, sarcasm. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. You can't, how could you not have a chuckle at it? Of course. Of course. He's gonna a bunch of, look, he's going to do it. He said he's going to be on, you know, he, he says he's going to be on at 2 a.m. He's going to be on at all hours of the day. And if you're FAN, then what are you paying him a million, you know, plus dollars to be on at 3 to 6 if he's just going to say his opinion at 2 o'clock in the morning? In all seriousness, in all seriousness, I think the the, the the interesting angle in all this is how many people will pay for that app. Um, I'm just looking now real quick. You came on this podcast, this SI Media podcast, uh, months ago, and you said you are an expert at guessing how many Twitter followers someone has. Can, yep. you, can you guess how many Twitter followers Mike Francesa has? I'm gonna go 88.3. Right, so you must have just looked that up because he's got 88.6. Nope, six. I didn't. I did not look it up. All right, he's got 80. I looked at it in the. Now listen, hold on a second. Are to be a great Twitter prognosticator, maybe the best in the world, is you are constantly looking how many followers people have. Right. Like basically every day, all day. So I did look at it recently, but not like I'm literally not looking. At oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean you were looking at it now. I meant you must have seen it recently. But no, right. I knew where it was, and I actually did that number. You know, let's get to, sorry, enough about me. You know, this is not the uh, Keith Overman doing a 
game. Right. This is about the media, right? right? Focus on the media. That's what people right. want to hear about. So Mike has um, 88,000 followers. I would say that's a low number, though. What did you say? Um, He's been on it for what? Let's say he came back in May? Well, I would. My guess would there would be that the main crux of his audience are not Twitter are probably older and don't use Twitter. Yeah, they're older. Yeah, he skews way older. Yeah. So my question then is, how many of those people? Well, I guess that you know what, if his audience skews older, I think you know it's a double edged sword. Like, are they going to use an app on an iPhone? Maybe not if they're not tech savvy. But he pro- But that's the audience though. If they're older, maybe a little more affluent, they'll pay the four ninety nine or whatever it is. Uh, it's going to be. I, yeah, I actually think younger would pay more. Like, I think it's weird when you talk to people. I don't know. I, I think younger people would pay more for that than, like, or not younger, but maybe 30s. Right. Established a little bit in their careers, have a little money of their own. But I and, think I think um, younger people, you got, if you're going to pay for something and you're younger, that person's got to bring something to the table. I mean, Mike ranting at 2 a.m. about the Yankees, I, I don't know if anyone's going to pay, you know. Four ninety nine a month for that. No, I don't see why you'd need that. If I could just listen at three o'clock for free, right? But what happens is, this is what Twitter and, and like. Here's the thing for all of us is that the internet is the great equalizer. So Mike Francesa has had a tremendous career right. and has talent. Don't get me wrong, right? Mike of course. And, you know, Mike and Chris are one of the best ever, if not the best, uh, sports talk show ever. Right. So they do, but they also were very, very fortunate about the time they came up and, and the years that they did. And so when you're, so like, like it's like, and let me just digress a little bit. It's like when people compare Mike and Mike, you know, morning show to Mike and Wingo, Golik and Wingo, mm-hmm. it's like, Gol- like Wingo comes in there, he doesn't have a fair shot because it's just a different world. Right. Mike and Mike started, there wasn't the internet and you just had to, you know, you had to listen to them and that was the show you had, you know, obviously you had FAN in New York as well. But, but the point is, is that, now everyone has an opinion, so to cut through is much more difficult. Right. When you go and you have an app and you want people to pay for it, now Mike Francesa really has to cut through because you're asking people to say, wait, I need this guy's opinion because why? And I personally, I mean, this is what I do for my living, but if I was just, you know, didn't do this and I was, uh, um, you know, had a more normal job, I doubt I would be saying I need for whatever cause, if it was $1, maybe $1 I'd do. But, you know, if it's $5 or more, I doubt I would say I have to be able to listen to Mike Francesa and whatever cast of characters he has on his app doing shows right. um, when I could just listen to WFAN for free, which is essentially, in theory, doing the same thing. Or any other podcast that's free. Or any other podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Any other podcast that's free. So that's where... When you talk about these services, you really have to put, a, in my opinion, a premium on being the best at something um, in a category to really have a potential for people to pay uh, for something. And if you're not, um, and he, you know, Mike is probably saying, I'm the best talk show host there is, so I have it. But I don't know. And, but, I, and, but also, he's also there for free. I actually think he might have been more successful with his app if he didn't have the, uh, the radio show. I, I agree mean, with that. Definitely, but it might might be true. Right. Uh, I need Francesca, and it's the only way to get him. Right. I think that makes a lot of sense right there. All right. I'll be sure to have you on after the app launches so you can give everyone a full review. Okay. And I appreciate you coming on and uh, talking about all these media stories. And uh, keep breaking the news. I always say nobody breaks more sports media news these days than Andrew Marchand of the New York Post. Uh, well, thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. Take care, Andrew. Thanks a lot. 
All right, man. Talk to you. All right. That wraps up this edition of the SI Media Podcast. My thanks to Andrew Marshan of the New York Post for joining me. And we will see you next week. Take care. Do you know about the Locked On Podcast Network? The number one daily sports podcast network. Locked On has a daily podcast on every NBA and NFL team, plus a growing lineup of college and MLB teams. You get a daily bite-sized podcast giving you the latest on your team from the local experts. Lakers fans, search Locked On Lakers. Cowboys fans, search Locked On Cowboys. Just search Locked On, your favorite team, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On, your favorite team. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.